What's up, everybody? This is a special episode of Word of a Rebel. I want to speak today about mental health and specifically about anxiety. It's my personal feeling that anxiety is almost a natural part of the human existence. As we all know, like we, we, we have a tendency to dwell on things. We have a tendency to worry about things. And what's interesting is usually when we talk about the thing that we're worried about, other people end up saying, oh, well, it's not as bad as that. And then if they give their view or their perspective of that thing that's giving you anxiety, you realize that um, for them, it looks smaller. And for, for the person who's feeling anxiety, how do we respond? Usually in that moment when you're the person feeling nervous, and when I say this, you don't have to have an anxiety diagnosis to feel anxiety, honey. So put yourself in a situation, okay? When you're feeling anxiety about something and you express it to somebody else and they show you their view of it is smaller, usually our response to them is, well, of course it looks smaller to you. It's not you living it, right? Well, that to me is how the person who is feeling anxiety keeps themselves trapped. That's how we, we, we entrap ourselves inside of that anxious feeling. And so I think that this conversation today, I just want to kind of touch on my best advice um, as someone with some counseling experience when it comes to um, disaster relief, um, you know, areas. I, obviously, I spent most of my career um, teaching English as a second language, but in my work through disaster relief, um, direct response, that was the only time that I really did counseling, but also through speaking to other counselors and just looking at um, experiences and advice that other people have given. That's what I want to talk about today, putting all of that kind of together. So one of the first things that I find that works for people, including myself, is when I start to worry about, you know, what we all call our problems, right? Number one, we take ownership of them. We say that they are our problems. We don't include anyone else in it. That's my problem to deal with, right? And, but we call them that. We call them problems, Right there, I think that we need to change our vocabulary. So when you say, oh, this is such a problem, it's hurting me, it's driving me crazy, change your language about it and say, this is a challenge. So a challenge typically is something that we're programmed um, as English speakers, this word challenge for us means um, a thing that I can work to overcome, right? So if somebody says, ooh, challenge, you know that you're about to be in um, an attempt to do, to achieve something. Um, A friend of yours has challenged you to something and now you guys are going to both try to accomplish that goal, right? So challenge has a more positive connotation for us mentally speaking. And so this is why a lot of counselors will say, change your language, because we don't realize how much our language really impacts how we think, right? And it's not going to fix it right away. It's just a small step, a small little drop of relief to kind of quench your thirst um, and to think about the anxiety as like a drought and you're trying to quench the earth of your mind with love, with nurturing. And one of those first steps is changing your language. So instead of saying, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed by these problems, say, oh, I have this challenge. This challenge is bothering me. And just by doing that, you change the way that you see it and you keep telling yourself because that is literally what it is. Like when you're in the midst of it, when you're worried about it, it doesn't feel like it, but it is something that you can get through. 
right? Every challenge is something that you can get through. And I'm not talking about the deep, intense things like grief. See, grief is a different side of mental health. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about your day-to-day anxieties that we all get, regardless of our age, even kids. Like, please, you guys, please understand that being a seven-year-old is stressful for a seven-year-old. As adults, we often reflect back and we're like, oh, kid, you don't know stress. Wait till you get to be my age. Here's the thing. That kid has never been your age. From the perspective of that seven-year-old, being a seven is hard, okay? So we all have this tendency, regardless of age, to have some things that we're going to dwell on. And those of us who have higher rates of anxiety dwell on more things. And um, if you can learn how to change your language about it, you can reduce some of this anxiety. And if you don't believe me, those of you who do have access to counselors, just ask them. Ask them how important it is to change your language about the way you speak about the things that worry you. Okay, on to step two. So you changed your language. Now the next side of it, I love this strategy because this has come up in several conversations about anxiety and worry, is imagine the worst case scenario. Just imagine it, okay? Um, And so it's so funny because sometimes when you ask somebody to imagine the worst case scenario, they'll be like, the whole world will blow up. Okay, no, your your challenge that you're facing is not going to cause the world to blow up, unless of course you're dealing with you know the president currently and you're worried about setting him off. Um, but otherwise, no, honey, your 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 worry is not going to blow up the world. Think about the situation. Like for example, let's imagine that um, you have a home repair or a car repair. And you're like, oh my God, I have to get that taken care of. It's so expensive. I don't have the money. It's got to be taken care of. And you're at your wit's end. Okay, imagine the worst case scenario. Imagine that you don't. Imagine that you absolutely 0% take care of this repair issue. Okay, what's the likely result? Uh, well, you may have to park the car if it's a car repair. Maybe you won't be able to ride it for longer, depending on what the repair is. Um, if it's a home repair... Um, there might be potential damage depending on what it is, but, um, that's your worst case scenario. Okay. So how can you prevent worse damage on the house? Well, think about it. If it's like a plumbing leak, okay, I'm going to shut the water off to that portion of the house and I, maybe I will clean up the mess and maybe I will put buckets or maybe I will find, um, you know, some, some tape or some cloths to tighten up and bind the leak, other things that I can do, um, ways that I can prevent it. And maybe it'll have to be out of the box. Like maybe you will simply turn off the water to that particular part of the house and then you'll only turn it on when you have to use it. See, that's okay because right now you don't have the money. So why would you beat yourself up over fixing something if you can't fix it right now, financially speaking? That's not a negative. And I think we take these things very personal. It's like, oh, how could I not pay for this thing? You know, like I should be able to take care of this. Stop taking things like that personal because it's not a personal reflection on you. Um, It doesn't impact your self-worth. It is very simply a challenge that has come up in life. Now look at that. Like you've looked at it differently. When it comes to like a car repair. Okay, so... Um, think about other ways that you can get to the places that you have to go. 
without worsening the vehicle by continuing to use it. Could you maybe carpool with somebody? If you live in a place where public transportation is an option, could you potentially start using public transportation? And seeing that that is a resource, carpooling and public transportation are resources that are available to you. So you're not without options, right? Back to the house repairs, shutting off the water for the plumbing issue. You're not without options, okay? So I want you to think about whenever, whenever something comes up to you that you're worried about, that's what you should think about. Now, on a more personal level, um, a, if you feel like maybe you've offended somebody or you feel like you were socially awkward, um, a lot of people who have um, generalized anxiety um, tend to worry very, very much about the way that their behaviors and thoughts impact others. So what do you do? Well, your challenge is um, changing the way that you look at your behavior. Now, were you rude? Maybe you were, but you're not going to physically hurt anybody by being rude to them. So that's your perspective. That's your new perspective on it. If I happen to be rude to somebody, I'm not actually hurting them. I just, I can work on figuring out why I was rude. So why was I rude? And now you can think about your behavior because we also all have things about our personalities or you know, our way of being that we want to change and improve on, right? Some of us are procrastinators. Like people who procrastinate often say they want to stop procrastinating. Um, people who say that they, they don't, um, that they're awkward socially, they want to be less awkward. So there's different things that we want to change about our, maybe our personality and we can do that right? It reminds me, I love, I love the, there's a scripture in the Bible that I always refer back to. Uh, and it talks about how, um, that darkness can never overpower the light. But if you light a candle, the darkness immediately goes away. And basically what that's saying is, um, opposites displace each other, right? Um, and in the case of light, in the case of joy, in the case of energy, in, in the case of positivity, um, that positive energy always wins out if we simply allow it to be in our existence. So when it comes to like being socially awkward, um, in, you don't, don't think about it as, oh, this is a problem. Once again, this is a challenge. This is something that I wanna work on. And you can look up the research. Personality traits can be shaped. We're not stagnant. Don't believe that thing about you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And sometimes you hear people say, well, once you're past a certain age, you can't really teach yourself new things. No, you can it's about developing new habits. So identify the personality trait or the habit that you have that you want to counteract and come up with some ideas on ways that you can start to implement the positive personality traits that you want in your life. Because number one, if you're rude to people, that's still okay. Do you get that? Like, it's still okay. Now, maybe, maybe you won't um, always be seen as a warm person, but you're not hurting anybody okay now if you're a total jerk you know you do have to realize people are not going to talk to you but we're all rude sometimes okay so accept that you're normal that you're human that some days you're going to be rude with people okay you're not a total asshole you're just occasionally rude like everybody is the thing to do with that is just say oh i'm sorry my bad apologize like it's really that simple and you can even tell the person why you're in a bad mood if you if you want to. And maybe you don't have to. Like you can even shorten it. You can say, "Look, I I was going through something. I apologize. I snapped at you." 
right? There's power in that. Nothing is wrong with you for occasionally being rude, okay? Now, for those of you who are socially awkward, all right, so think of a strategy, um, think of a place where you're comfortable, think of people that you comfortably speak with, and try to emulate that in a situation where you're not comfortable. Identify the behavior. What are some things that you say in those places that you are comfortable to those people that you're comfortable speaking with? Um, how do you feel? How is your body posture? Like how are you? How is your body positioned in those spaces? And then what you do is by identifying those things that you said, by identifying your body's behaviors in those positive spaces. You can then consciously try to do those same things in a situation where you become awkward. Changing your posture can be really, really positive, and you can also look up research on that. Changing your posture can give you greater confidence. It's been proven. So that's another thing. Looking at how you personally move your body when you're feeling positive, and then emulating that when you're feeling negative and seeing how that could affect your behavior. So changing your words, changing your body's behavior, and changing the way that you think about things. These are my three best strategies. Now, there's obviously more, right? But these three I find work in the moment when you're actually feeling it, right? When you're feeling those negative things, when you're feeling the anxiety, change the way that you talk about it, change the way that you think about it. You have to consciously change it though. Like you have to consciously make yourself say and speak and think these positive strategies. And if you need to, go back to the beginning and play this again. And also change your body's behaviors because we are trained mentally by our words and our thoughts and our body's positioning and movements. We don't realize it, but these are cues that we're giving to ourselves and to others about our inside world. So go back to the beginning, press play, and listen to this again, and then try to figure out how you can apply it to your own life. So I really want to hear from you guys. Let me know um, what kind of notes you take. Like, give, give me some insight into what this looked like for you, because I only know from my personal experience, people that I worked with in disaster relief, it's a totally different experience um, when you're in the immediate disaster situation. Um, so I want to hear from like regular everyday people that are not being affected by trauma in the immediate sense. That's what I mean. In the immediate sense, maybe you do have trauma from the past that's coming into this, or maybe that's part of the reason why you're feeling this way. So, but not in the immediate sense, like regular everyday people living their lives. I would love to hear from you guys about what this strategy looks like for you. Obviously I'm not going to know what the results are because it's going to take some time to reprogram, um, these feelings. Uh, and, and don't think that you're curing yourself of the anxiety or the worry. That's not the goal. The goal is just teaching yourself how to respond in those moments of anxiety. Once again, everybody, this has been Word of a Rebel. Be sure to hit me up at Word of a Rebel on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Um, let me know some notes about this. You know, if there's something else that you know, another resource, please feel free to hit me up. I'm always willing and open to learn. Uh, and I will share your information with other people in my own life as well as on the podcast. So please reach out to me. Let me know how this strategy looked for you. Also, let me know any other resources. As always, this is Word of a Rebel.